welcome to episode one of Is It Horror? I'm Brianna. I'm Joe. I'm Matt. And I'm Steve. Defining horror is a difficult task that seems easy at first. A horror movie is a movie that scares you. Simple. But that answer is very subjective. You might be terrified by The Exorcist, but your friend might laugh all the way through it. Being scary isn't quite enough. So maybe it's a horror movie if it's at least trying to scare you. But there's problems with that definition too. What qualifies as trying to be scary? Is it how the movie's shot? Is it the tropes that the movie plays with? Is it the filmmaker's intent? It's hard to quantify. And what about the whole horror comedy subgenre? Not every horror movie is trying to scare you. So maybe it's gore then. But lots of action movies are gory and plenty of horror movies aren't. So no matter what definition you come to, there are hundreds of examples of horror movies ready to prove you wrong. The aim of this podcast is to delve into the gray area. Each episode, we'll explore a film that could be horror. By digging into the guts of a movie, we hope to get a little closer to the bone. We'll debate, discuss, and ultimately pass judgment. Is it horror? Let's find out. The movie that we're going to be discussing today is 2011's Detention. And Detention is directed by a man named Joseph Kahn. Uh, he really hasn't directed that many films. Uh, he's directed a movie called Torque and, uh, of course, Detention itself. And then another one in 2017 called Bodied. And then I don't know if anyone here has seen this, but he also directed this short, gritty Power Rangers film. Has anyone ever seen this? <laughs> no, Power uh -huh. Rangers? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the one, yeah, it has, like, Tommy in it, doesn't it? Like, the original Tommy. <gasps> Jason <Yeah>. David Frank? <gasps> <laughs> and uh, it's got Katie Sackhoff in it, and it's and James Vanderbeek is in it. It's like a, yeah. I, I want to say it's a half hour at most. He but yeah, he did that. Like, that explains a lot. <laughs> okay, well, this might explain even more. So he's directed three films that short, but his real claim to fame is that he's directed over 150 music videos. That's primarily wow. what he does. Wow. And uh, his one of his bigger claims to fame, as far as uh, music videos goes, is he directed Taylor Swift's Bad Blood. Uh, but he's also done music videos for Eminem and uh, just tons of different artists all over the spectrum. Um, let's see, Aaliyah, Korn, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, The Backstreet Boys, Usher, Monica. That's just, that's in the 90s. Um, Imagine Dragons, Maroon 5, just all of these people. So anyway... That's kind of mostly his thing, is doing music videos. And then uh, he did this movie, and it was kind of, at least somewhat from the interviews I've seen, halfway inspired by seeing kids in movie theaters texting during films and him feeling like that was a failing on the part of the film, that it didn't manage to hold someone's attention the entire way through. So, uh, the synopsis. What is Detention? Uh, detention is a teen possibly horror comedy and it's uh, the general plot line is you have the unpopular girl that likes the guy but the guy likes her friends and she's 
just kind of dealing with being depressed about that whole situation. And uh, meanwhile, there is a killer on the loose that's running around and killing their friends and uh, classmates. And eventually they end up in detention over it. Big surprise there. And uh, then there is a much crazier finale than you're picturing right now. <laughs> And uh, I will also just go ahead and put this disclaimer. There's going to be spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie, turn the podcast off, watch the movie, come back. Because it's you're not even going to be think we're talking about the same movie in a second. <laughs> so, uh, there's the brief description. Uh, what did everybody think about this going into it and then after watching it? Whether or not you think it's horror. Uh, I went into this thinking that it was horror question mark because I had never heard of the film, had never seen the film, had absolutely no context for it. But because I think Steve was this your pick, because it was pick. your because it was your pick, I figured that it was some genre of horror. So it was horror question mark for me at first. Okay. And are we doing what we think it is now after yes. watching it right away? Okay. Yes. So. After watching this film, it is a thousand percent horror question mark. I was right. <laughs> Ta -da! Okay, you're you're done. Yep, done. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, I I had a similar experience going into this movie. I had had a few conversations with Steve, and I watched the trailer. And I really wasn't sure what to think of it um, before watching it, whether it was horror or not. Um, the trailer kind of had, it definitely wanted to portray it at least a little bit as horror, but it also like I felt like it focused a lot on the kind of comedy, uh, you know, kind of dark, well, the just the like teen comedy type movie. And so my initial reaction was, Probably not um, because of that. Um, after watching the movie and all of the craziness that ensues, um, I uh, my conclusion was that it's probably not horror. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I my <laughs> I think that I would say no. I don't think it's horror. Yeah. Um, so this is Matt again. Uh, I initially went in knowing nothing about this basically started watching it over a uh, lunch break at work and thought oh this is probably going to be some really gory slasher film as i was like starting to watch it i was like okay this definitely is a horror like slasher kind of movie and then it just went a completely different direction <laughs> like I didn't, I was watching and I was like, is this sci-fi? Is uh, What is this? <laughs> and then Dane Cook was in it, and I, know I was pretty sure it was horror again. <laughs> um, so yeah, I almost feel like it's like a sci-fi movie at the end of things. Yeah, that's where I'm standing on it. Okay. Like a, uh, like a sci-fi love story, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. Um, I don't even remember exactly what got this movie on my radar. I've watched it a few years back now. It's kind of weird to me to think that this movie's 10 years old, but uh, but it is. And uh, 
I went into it thinking it was horror because I'd never seen it before, but I kind of heard that it blended all these different genres together. I mean, like you're watching this movie and you're like, oh, it's a slasher movie. Oh, but there's aliens and also an alien bear and there's time travel. Oh, and one person's a fly person. And <laughs> what what is going on with this movie? And uh, anyway, I still... It is a lot of things, but I would say enough of the DNA of it is horror that I'm going to I'm going to call it horror still. <laughs> so, I guess at least for the moment we've got one solid horror, one horror question mark. <laughs> uh, one sci-fi and then I forget what you I said no. <laughs> you said no. <laughs> just <laughs> no. Just just no. <laughs> it's the not that I think it's it was bad or anything. I just think that there was plenty of horror uh, aspects to it. But my, <laughs> the, I, I put down a thing that it was it was if you take Better Off Dead, Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Freaky Friday, Scream, Hot Tub Time Machine, <laughs> with a dash of Mars Attacks, The Fly, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, threw it in a blender, then poured it into a glass of Fourth Walls. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's that's pretty good, that's, honestly. That should just be on the Wikipedia page or the IMDb page for this movie, just like that. It's almost like it's almost like if you typed into YouTube horror question mark and then mixed all the results into a movie. I rather enjoyed it, though. It was a delightful romp. I will say that. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. It, yeah. And it was very pretty to watch. And now that I know that the you said the director was a uh, director of music videos, I totally see that in the way that this particular movie was shot. It was kind of like it had very like acid bubblegum co- colors. And I don't know, it looked kind of like a comic book at some points to me. I really liked it. Yeah, I still and- have no idea what happened. I'm just putting that out there. Like, if someone... If, <laughs> I have... I mean, I think I understood Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas stoned better than I understood this video. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, it was great. It was fun. I kind of... I like what you said there. Like, I, when I was watching it, I kind of got, like, a little bit of Scott Pilgrim vibes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So comic book There was that technicolor aspect to it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's kind of fun about it, too, is um, I don't know. This seems like this is happening in schools now from teacher friends that I have where, like, 90s is the new 80s. Because I remember, you know, growing up and being like, oh, the 80s, it's retro. Well, you know, not exactly while growing up, but while in college, you know, being like, oh, 80s, it's retro. Let's have 80s parties. But I think that they're, you know, kids are literally having 90s parties now. And that 10 years ago, this movie kind of predicted that that was going to be a thing because I don't think it was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes sense, right? Because it's just, you know, look a couple decades back and that's the time period that teenagers didn't have anything to do with, weren't alive during. And now they're looking back with some form of not exactly nostalgia, but thinking that it was better times, more interesting. So I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting, this movie hitting on that idea. Not that that has a damn thing to do with horror, but. (laughs) (laughs) I liked, I've I've always liked Better Off Dead, and I felt like it played with uh, some of those same tones of sort of the dark, troubled teenager 
Um, and you know, it kind of had some dark comedy with like suicide joke jokes and you've got the self-centered teen, um, with a bit of a poor me attitude, but that you, that at least I can like simultaneously mock, but also relate to. <laughs> it had a Heather's vibe to it in the very opening scene. It really, it, it felt like a modern Heather's. Like you have this jaded uh, main female character who's a little bit edgy, doesn't quite fit in, but is sort of friends with the popular girl. It just, I don't know. It worked for me. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, at least for me, actually going to the the heart of the matter, I guess the reason that I would tend to think of this more as horror, because I mean, it is a lot of things and any of those other interpretations are valid, but the DNA of it, the... The bones of it, I guess, is probably the better way to say the bones of the story as a slasher movie. And uh, it does, you know, have those gory kills and it kind of centers around that whole plot line. That's the thing that moves a lot of it forward. And sure, there's lots of movies, lots of horror movies that have kind of a romance at its core, too. So, I mean, while this does have that, I think that it connects up with it enough to say that it doesn't pull it over into the territory of being something else entirely. I guess if that makes sense, it's it's enough horror that the romantic comedy elements don't just make it a, a teen black romantic comedy without a horror in it, I guess, as far as my descriptions of it go. One thing that really hit home for me was when you talked about how the director made the movie specifically to be like, oh, well, if you're on your cell phone texting, then the movie is failing in some way. Because I was literally like on my lunch break eating, kind of multitasking, watching the movie. And then like the fly guy happened and I was like, all right, I need to. All right, let's take the jacket off. Let's pay a little more attention to what's going on here. <laughs> I had to back it up multiple times to be like, hold on. Did I miss something or did they? Was that really a shift without a clutch? Nope. It would. Yes. Okay. I did yeah. not miss something. Yeah. I can hear the gears grinding. It turns out. Yep. <laughs> clutch yep. was it's not It's part engaged. of the aesthetic. The grinding gears are definitely part of the aesthetic. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed it too. I know that's the sentiment all around. Like it was a good movie. I was just like, like what's going on? <laughs> Awkward silence. I'll fix it in post. Um, <laughs> I think you should never fix any of these in post, and then that's part of the charm <laughs> of the podcast. You know, I don't know. I've thought about that. That would be kind of fun. Just have it be really raw and real about it. We have, yeah, there's an awkward silence. That happens. Deal with it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess um, for those of you that say that it's not horror, why why because there's definitely horror elements there um why do you feel like it isn't there and i guess we've talked about before in previous attempts to try and record that will not be end of listen to but uh if we're doing like if you can describe this in three genres you're not using horror as one of those possibilities why is that i think for me like the thing with this movie is I don't know that I could pick three genres to even describe it. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so that that's, I don't know, that was one of the things for me is just like, yes, there's definitely horror elements there. Um, but, um, and I think you're right, like, so it's kind of the bones of it. Um, there is sort of a horror vibe to it. But, um, 
the one of the reasons I decided that it, that I didn't think that it was um, was like it it hit like the plot points. It hit the like sudden jarring jarring goriness of horror, um, but I never felt like it was trying to scare me. Um, and I think that was one of the things that one of my bigger takeaways for why I decided to not call it horror. Okay, I have thoughts on that, but I'm going to let Matt go first, and then... <laughs> yeah, so, for me, I felt like the amount of time in the movie that you actually spend um, with, like, the horror aspects, like, when you actually have, like, the killer on screen, is probably less than, like, five minutes total in the entire movie, um, just out of a guess here. So, it... It almost gave me, like, a Scooby-Doo kind of vibe in that way, like, that most of the time there isn't actual horror going on. But then, if I had to categorize it as something other than horror, I guess I would put it as, like, a sci-fi, maybe, like, a teen romance, and then, uh, I don't know... (laughs) I don't know what else to say with it, but it's it's like a revenge. I don't know. It's more of like a revenge kind of story rather than like a killer. So it's um, it has like that Scooby-Doo unmasking kind of moment, which I guess you could say is horror, but I'm going all over the place. Anyhow, you can talk again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I was going to see. All right. So, Brianna, you said that it was horror. I guess how are you feeling yeah. about as far as the comments made already and uh, where you're at with that? I uh, well see I agree with everybody's comments. I understand those like those standpoints, but I think it's a horror movie. It's absolutely a horror movie. The entire thing, you know, hinges on the the whole slasher killer. It pays homage to the Scream series and and all that good stuff like all the 90s retro. It's just it's definitely not sci-fi. Cause then, cause then we have to get into like what exactly is Donnie Darko? Like does time travel automatically make it sci-fi? Because I don't think it does. That's another podcast. But a robot bear made into a time machine might be considered sci-fi. Might be considered. I think, yeah, I think the taxidermied animal is what really pushes it for me. You might be able to convince me on that point. But yeah, I think ultimately I would classify it as gonzo horror. It doesn't need to make sense. It is, it, the whole thing was meant to um, entertain shock and awe. And and make you go ill at most points, whether it's toilet humor or, you know, someone who's half fly getting sliced in half, which is pretty awesome. That got that got splatter points. That totally got go, splatter points. Yeah, I did that was go amazing. ew a lot of times, yeah. <laughs> did you feel a little bit of pathos for the guy when his hand gets stuck in the TV again? You're like, oh, he spent all his life with his hand stuck in a TV, and now he finally yeah. got out, and he's accepted, and now it's back in the TV. Yeah. Oh, that poor guy. Like, I've never felt so much for someone who had their hand stuck in a TV before. <laughs> that felt like a Tarantino moment to me for some it reason. <laughs> I guess all right. So one of the things I will say about this is I kind of like I see what you're where you're coming from, uh, Joe. I'm I guess addressing one of the things you said is uh, that I don't feel like the movie was ever trying to scare me, and yeah. uh, 
I, I would agree. I agree. I don't think that the movie's ever trying to scare anyone with it. Um, I mean, whenever the killer is on screen, it's so tongue in cheek, kind of over the top that I, it doesn't, it's not expecting you to be scared of Cinderella once you turn off the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, or but Beauty I think, Beast, which like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I was I scared think of Beauty re- Beast afterwards. <laughs> I'm not going to recover from that at all. I'm hard. The, the like four like four degrees of flashing into whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll download the work print. There, I've got it. And then they're doing the same thing in the video too. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, well, because the thing I was gonna say is like I think that there are plenty of horror comedies that um, that that are gory and over the top that I don't know that I would say that they're ever necessarily trying to scare you either. So I'm not sure, at least from my personal definition, I'm not saying you're wrong, but at least for me addressing it, um, I'm not sure that for my, for my personal definition of horror that a movie has to be trying to scare you to qualify. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I can definitely see that point. Um, I think for me, when I think of horror, I think of something, and maybe saying that it's trying to scare me isn't, uh, uh, it's not a very all-encompassing way to put that, but it's more of a, like, is it trying to scare me, or is it trying to, like, give me kind of that feeling of unease or uncertainty that I feel like a lot of horror movies are at least shooting for? Even Yeah, I agree. Yeah, even some, like, horror comedy. It's to disturb. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I never, I never had a moment in this movie that I felt like that at all. So, like I said, I think there's a lot of horror bones there. I just couldn't quite bring myself to call it horror. Okay. I would like to also bring up that the no r- that the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, well, isn't that cute? But it's wrong. Um, the at the end of the movie, um. There's like the main thing that happens is aliens, right? So like, <laughs> and there's that undercurrent the whole way through, like, because, <laughs> and like I know people guy, don't like surprise yeah. aliens. <laughs> it was a, it was a surprise alien situation. So like, it was a surprise but then, Canadian, like masquerading yeah. as a Canadian alien. Like there were layers to this character. Yeah. And I don't know if Alien fun. makes it sci-fi because then we'd have to talk, go to whatever episode the movie Alien ends up being. But because <laughs> yeah. we are doing that movie. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't know. I've often said that yeah, people don't like surprise aliens in their movies. If you want your movie to tank, surprise them with it was all aliens at the end of it, and that's a surefire way to have your movie just be reviled. It works for Stephen King. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, man, and yeah, the because there's the alien undercurrent all throughout because they keep having the news show pop up with, oh, this guy saw some aliens, this guy saw some aliens, and at first you're like, that doesn't mean anything, and then uh, one Freaky Friday, a half fly man, and time travel later, and you're like, maybe that alien thing matters. Should I have paid more attention to that? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I did like Gord's character. And then, oh man, when you find him gutted too, and uh, just the casual, just extreme gore in the background. Here he is with the fan (laughs) through him, and then the goth girl goes to check on him, and his entire lower half falls off. (laughs) 
And then they're walking down the hallway, and Dane Cook's like in half on the printer, right. and they just push him aside. <laughs> just right. yeah. just you know, ignored. Well, that's the thing I thought was funny about this, too, is everyone is so casual about all of the violence, and they're completely just callous to everything that's going on. I mean, because there's a couple moments where they even bring, you know, they, they've gone through time, they changed everything, they come back and then find out that, uh, you know, the jock and. Uh, Taylor, I think, is the name for the girl from the beginning. But anyway, mm-hmm. they find out the two of them are still dead, and they're kind of like, "Oh no!" But then their reaction all throughout the movie has been completely under unconcerned. Like the jock dies, they bring her into the principal's office, and she's still trying to hit on her hot teacher, and completely <laughs> unconcerned with the fact that this guy got hacked up almost in front of them. <laughs> Yeah, I think that proves it's not horror, you know? That's no. <laughs> we found no, it. it. We found not, it. Not found even it. at all. There are callous characters in tons of movies. In the original Scream, they spend the time at the water fountain partially mm-hmm. making fun of the fact that there were these murders and exactly how they were done. I mean, like... Oh, so you're saying Scream's not horror either. Okay, got it. Yeah, good We'll to debate know. that one, too. <laughs> I will debate you any day of the week. Scream is horror. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, having callous people in your movie doesn't mean that it's not horror, because otherwise you might as well invalidate pretty much every, like, slasher franchise from the 80s. Because no one in almost any of the Friday the 13th movies, especially the back half, really care that anyone's dying. Like, the movie doesn't even care that they're dying. You're rooting for Jason to kill these people. So having (laughs) callous characters does not mean it's not horror. (laughs) Tie right over. (laughs) Does anyone feel like their minds changed on it? Nope. Sticking with horror, question mark. That's my cat, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) I know. When I was talking about the whole Scooby-Doo thing, it kind of convinced me a little bit more about it, like, being horror. But, yeah. I I wouldn't argue with either answer. Okay. I just had to call back to something that you said, too, that I thought was worth mentioning. Is, um... Because you had made that point earlier about the idea of how much of the movie was horror. And like bringing up the Scooby-Doo thing jogged my memory on that again, too. Because mm-hmm. the example that I always use, and I haven't seen it in a few years, so I'm sorry if I'm, I rewatched this and completely changed my mind. But if you ever watch the original Carrie, I feel like... Everyone, all right, so everyone thinks of the original Carrie. That's definitely a horror movie. I'm not disputing that. I agree. It's a horror movie. But... When you watch it, it's like 90% of it is this teen drama about this girl trying to find her place in this world. And if you cut the movie off right before she gets the bucket of blood spilled over her and goes crazy and kills all of her classmates, you can almost cut it right before that and be like, oh, she had all these problems, happy ending, everything's fine. And then the last 10 minutes turn into a bloodbath. And so I guess it's one of those things where I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be a percentage thing either, or at least that that's not a catch-all for whether or not something's horror. I don't know. What are you guys' opinions? Yeah, that makes sense. And I think uh, on a previous episode where we may or may not have discussed Hot Fuzz, uh, <laughs> the ending, <laughs> the ending kind of does really steer where the movie ends up landing as a genre so it's sci-fi 
I mean, it does end with an alien takeover. <laughs> Shit, Joe. <laughs> Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> All right. So, final pronouncements. Anything change? I guess I, I would for me, I would say it's still horror, and then yeah, still horror? Question mark. I'm a. I'm still gonna stick with not horror, but I uh, will also put in the caveat there that I uh, haven't been able to classify it yet. <laughs> I'll st- I'll stick with it being sci-fi. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, 50-50. We'll have to work out a tiebreaker for future shows. (laughs) But, uh, all right. Thanks for coming and joining us at the Is It Horror podcast. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Steve Cambria. I'm Joe. I'm not sure where you can find me. I'm Brianna, and I live under a rock. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm also chickenchaser89 on Twitch. If you want to check me out there or on Twitter, I stream survival horror games uh, and play them badly so that you can enjoy it. And then you can also send questions, suggestions, comments to isithorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Bye. 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 Bye.